0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. This is episode 138 of the podcast. If you're new to the show, I want to welcome you. Highway to Health is your place for trusted health guidance and support. Whether you're looking to improve your health or just seeking ways to stay well, we're here for you. This growing community is on a mission to improve our state of being and experience together on the planet. And if you love the conversations and insight that you get here on the show, consider becoming a health amplifier. You can support the show and all the time, thought, and effort it takes to bring these conversations to your ears for as little as the price of a cup of coffee by going to patreon.com forward slash highway to health. Your support is not only a huge pat on the back to us, but it helps us get this content out to people seeking support and inspiration. So as the podcast host for close to seven years now, hard to believe, I I get a lot of introductions to innovators in health-related fields. Some, or should I say more than I care to mention, are looking to make a quick buck. Frank Davis's story caught my attention because he struggled with health challenges for most of his life and is now thriving in his 70s as an athlete and product developer. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you, you know that I'm not big on pushing supplements, mostly because I think the quality of what's out there is not very high in general. And when someone is struggling with a health challenge and just throwing supplements at it to see what will help, I think it can actually overwhelm the system in many cases and interfere with the body's natural ability to heal itself. So after reading more about Frank and what he's doing with Optivita's products, I got curious enough to have him on and try to get a better sense of what's different about these supplements. Now, I do take supplements and vitamins, and I do see their benefit, especially in the months of the year where our exposure to daylight is limited. I look to whole food supplements in general, but there's so much about how they're created and processed that I still feel like I have a lot to learn, and Frank took some time with me here to, to go through it all and share his story about his recovery. Please enjoy my conversation with Frank Davis. Frank Davis. So I know that your, you know, your, your background was in, it's, as far as health challenges started back in, in, your, in your childhood years, correct?
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I basically, uh, you know, looking back, I was raised on antibiotics. So uh. I know I had a compromised immune system and then dealt with health issues all the way into my forties, hepatitis twice, mononucleosis twice, pneumonia twice, chronic fatigue syndrome, And then that was the uh, last straw that got me going into the health, finding a solution. And basically, uh, you know, I've been healthier in the last 30 plus years than I were my first 40.
1: Right, right. So what was it in your childhood years that they were putting you on antibiotics for all the time?
2: Well, I I had like every childhood disease, you know, measles, mumps, chicken pox pneumonia allergies you name it i had it yeah and Uh-oh.
1: and 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 what, what as a kid what, what how did you feel what was what was going on did did you was it limiting your ability to like be active or play sports or any of that kind of stuff
2: yeah uh you know i'm a type a personality i love sports there's never a, uh, not a sport i don't enjoy right so um it was just this constant cycle of, of uh, feeling, okay and participating, and then getting sick, and then getting over it, and getting in, you know. And when I got into teenage years and later, it was just driving me crazy that I couldn't stay healthy for you know cold and flu season. It was a given that I was going to be laid out. I was going to get the flu. I was going to get the colds.
1: Yeah, that's that's a drag. I mean and it's and it starts to make you wonder I think too like you know I it, it starts to make you question whether or not you should engage in things, right? It's like uh, you know if if I go outside now am I is this going to give me a cold or if I you know <laughs> yeah. if I if I play you know too many minutes in a game is that going to make me sick?
2: Yeah, right on. I mean, I facetiously joked but uh, that if somebody drove by with their window down and had a cold I caught it. You know, <laughs> right. so <laughs> I, um uh, I, you know, I, I was a little more aware and cognizant, you know, both because of allergies. I had, you know, seasonal allergies. I had, uh, allergies against dust and dogs and you name it. So, right.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's, so I work with a lot of people with, you know, immune compromises, and you know what i'm what i'm doing is similar to what you're doing with you know from the supplement side of things but i'm kind of doing it from this autonomic nervous system point of view like if we're in if we're in fight or flight response or you know that's the thing with being sick all the time too is like suddenly right. our body starts to overreact to everything to allergens <clears throat> to you know what whatever chemical there is in the air any any cold or or, or virus and, you know, a lot of what I'm trying to do is kind of bring down that response. And, you know, I, I see it a lot with, with type A personalities in general, <laughs> it's one of those things, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's part of the fire that drives them that, that also kind of starts to deplete them over a certain period of time and figuring out how to balance this. So I'm, I'm guessing that on some level, you are also looking for, for that, you know, for that kind of foundation for yourself as well, right?
2: Absolutely, no question.
1: And 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 who who kind of led you into into this world? At what point was it was it after chronic fatigue?
2: It was it was the chronic fatigue that I got when I was in my early forties, that just uh, laid me out. I I literally couldn't go on a walk with my wife, and uh, I was um, in bed more than I was standing up. And um, even you know I have a condo in the southern part of the state would. I had to put a bed in our suburban and lay in that while my wife drove me down, you know, with our family. So yeah. it was, it was kind of that that said, you know, uh, I've got to find a, an answer, a solution. And I, I was researching everything. And, uh, uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, at a university here told me about a symposium that was being put on in Park City, Utah with, uh, a number of universities across the country entitled foods as a medicine mm-hmm. and i went to that and it was uh they prefaced the seminar by saying there's been more research in the last five years than the prior 200 years linking every known illness every known disease to some form of dietary deficiency lifestyle yeah. etc yeah yeah and 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 the the presenters, all PhDs from these respective universities had some incredibly well-documented research studies, etc. that it just resonated. It was kind of like, aha, you know, that yeah. let foods be thy medicine and medicine be thy food, just kind of, all right, that really makes sense. But the problem was I was raised on a farm and I'm very familiar with what's gone on in the in the quote modern farming techniques uh the lack of mulching rotation the abuse of use of pesticides herbicides fungicides the length of time from harvest to to consumption and so i asked one of these presenters from um champagne illinois a phd great presentation i said isn't there a wide variance of nutrient value in foods depending on where it's grown how long it's been in transport whether you Cook it or not? Uh, She said, absolutely. And I said, so how do you know that you're getting all these nutrients you've been able to effectively demonstrate either prevent or cure diseases based on the nutrient profile of those plants? And I said, wouldn't it make sense if you could then get those plants? and reduce them to some type of a concentrated form where you could then test them and know that all the nutrients were there. Yeah, I was thinking for myself, I'm saying, there's no way I can, I'm disciplined enough to eat all of these fruits and vegetables, and then, not only that, wonder, you know, this carrot, where was it grown? How long has it been? Is there really any residual vitamin A left there? Right. So that's what put me on on the course that I ended up going and and uh, ultimately uh, partnered with a, uh, a lady that uh, had her master's de- degree in clinical nutrition, was a registered dietitian, and had developed a whole food supplement based on the concept I was talking about, you okay. know, and um I got on that and in less than thirty days I was out of my chronic fatigue. Yeah. And I, I'd been I'd been struggling for nine months. And and then uh I ended up hiring her and saying, Can this be improved? And she said, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh you know, because candidly most supplement companies um are driven way too much by margin than they are by, by mission. Right. And it's, oh yeah. it's it's label claims what looks good what sounds good not necessarily what does the body good yeah and so i my mandate to her was throw away the checkbook this is not about uh margin this is about my health your health etc i was not planning on going into business on it it wasn't but What, what, what was your
1: what was your previous career
2: uh, I was, uh, actually I was doing what would, was the forerunner of overstock.com. I started a, a business called, <laughs> That's Interesting. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, it was, uh, and then the people who started overstock.com are the people that were my marketing arm. And, okay. uh, so it was a home-based business opportunity and, I was doing that and it was it, it was Inc 500 fastest growing company we were really rolling but you know I was just But
1: it's, expen- it's expensive to start these things isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know and so I'm I'm uh having some success on one side and then struggling on the health side which I would I would give away all that to have health.
1: Absolutely yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, and, I, I i got in I got involved in my career because I started having health issues at a young age. So I, I relate. I, you, I, you know, I, I went through terrible back problems from my teen years to my mid twenties, and I, and I, and I'm, you know, I laid in bed, you know, for a month at one point, thinking like, if I don't have my health, what else is there?
2: That's it. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'm exactly like that, and especially, you know, uh, given that I myself a wannabe athlete you know yeah, and uh
1: me too <laughs> so
2: I in the last uh, I've played in the world senior games for the last 26 years what sport and i uh I've played what sports basketball believe it or not I'm only a five six you know but uh I played in the national senior championship in Florida called the NBA nice not not the NBA I'm a ball player and, too and um <laughs> Uh, actually I was the MVP of the tournament and wow. I'm playing against guys that, uh, of the team that won actually were all of them, former, uh, pro players had either played in the NBA, ABA, European, Puerto Rican. I've done track. I've done cycling. Uh, I've done pickleball. I mean, uh, racquetball, um, last year, um, Took gold both in singles and in doubles, mm. and um, you know, so I'm, you know, still extremely active as far as that goes, and and that takes a and, lot of recovery.
1: I mean, I'm I'm in my fifties, and and I just know like my the the recovery time just slows way down. So if you're gonna if you're gonna exert at that level, you have to supplement basically. There's the, it's almost impossible, uh-huh. and that's 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 the always the fine line. I feel like is like. You know, I, I think we we have to find the the right kind of supplementation, obviously, the you know probably best to get it from the food wherever we can. um but but, you know, I think most people fail, you know, based on how busy their lives are and the access to food and those kinds of things. And we have to probably think about, you know, I, I know you I know one of your passions is is to talk about enzymes, so we should we should get into that. but you know, <laughs> ePA. DHA, you know th- those kinds of those kinds of you know foundational you know amino proteins. Those are the kinds of things that we need to be having in our diet if we're going to really push in a, in our older years, you know, in, in, into sports.
2: There's no question. And the thing that I've come to appreciate and realize, based on our modern farming techniques, and as the things I was talking to you about, length of time from harvest to to your table and consumption that no matter how hard you try today to give your body all the nutrients it needs it's almost impossible yeah uh, unless you are growing it all yourself you're harvesting and eating within 6 hours you know or the the same day you harvest it because that oxidation process begins within 6 hours after harvest you take spinach for example this is not my data this is the USDA data when you harvest spinach, within 24 hours, even if you refrigerate it, whatever you do to it, mm-hmm. you will lose 90% of the vitamin C content. Within five days, you will lose uh, approximately 50% of the other vital nutrients. The only things that would remain intact for a period of time are the minerals, assuming they're there in the first place. But because of our modern farming techniques and the use of stuff like Roundup that has glyphosate as the primary ingredient. inhibits the uptake of minerals from the soil. So, you know, and and I live in a cold climate. Where does spinach come from that I eat? It's certainly not grown locally. Yeah, It's either California or it's coming from Mexico or Chile. Right. And, you know, uh, so there is no question by the time I receive it, it's been in transport uh, for normally – and storage for weeks let alone you know days yeah so that is why i did what i did and and discovered a a technology that can reduce any food any plant any vegetable um or fruit to a powder form with zero loss of any nutrient color or flavor and um, when i first heard about it i didn't believe it that it was you know could do that it was developed by two phds out of washington state university i flew up there they had a prototype i spent the day with them by the time i was through i was a hundred percent convinced it was everything that they said it was i ended up investing into that and take to take it commercial and that became the foundation of what I do, gotcha. Um, that uh, and then it was my insurance policy. So I, I de- with this registered dietitian, developed a product that actually has over a hundred ingredients in it, but all organic, non-GMO fruits, vegetables, uh, herbs, uh, grains, etc., going through a process that retains all of those nutrients but eliminates. The water and the sugar, basically. Right. Um, so, and so we,
1: what is what is that process? I'm curious. I, 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 and and how long has this been going on for?
2: Uh, I started this uh, about. It's probably been ten years now. Okay. Uh, that it, it first started, and it, it was a infrared drying technology. We call it OptiDry. Where it's a uh, a very small um window of light out just just outside of visible light that targets yeah. the water molecule but does nothing to the delicate nutrient uh, components of a plant and um
1: what's the traditional way of of uh, is it expeller pressing or what it, these food based these food based um nutrient uh supplements how how do they usually extract
2: they normally do it through a drying process you know they will uh either juice it first or sometimes uh and then they uh go through e- either drum drying spray drying air drying freeze drying all of those use a high heat okay which has a
1: right yeah anytime you, you know, sleep.
2: The enzymes change the molecular structure of it, etc. Yeah, this does nothing uh, along those lines, retains it, doesn't use a high heat, and it's uh, um, so you know, it was kind of the holy grail as far as I'm concerned to be able to reduce uh, any fruit or vegetable down to a powder form, uh, to retain all those nutrients, and it, it creates a flat solid particulate that actually locks those nutrients in and until it's exposed to water or high heat, it will we've done um uh accelerated shelf life testing at 16 and a half years with zero loss of any nutrients, color, or flavor. Wow. It's so it's it's amazing uh way to take advantage of this stuff. I I used to contra I mean I've done we did everything from contracting uh, farmers to grow the product for it. I had a uh, a fifth-generation organic farmer in uh, Willamette Valley, Oregon, that we contracted to grow like kale for us. Mm. And then when the, hail, the kale was harvested, we had it to our drying facility in uh, the Dalles, Oregon, that same day and dried the same day and then we did a test on that kale against off-the-shelf kale. There was as much as eight times the nutrient value in this powdered yeah, kale cool. than what we bought out of the grocery store. Yep. And and people and so when I marketed this kale powder in Costco, I, uh, the brand I used was called Better Than Fresh. Hmm. I said, why is it better than fresh? Where it was grown, right. the nutrient richness of the soils – How we trap those nutrients there versus where was it grown, how long it's been on the shelf, what did they do, treat it with, et cetera. And uh, it was uh, so foundationally, that's what I've done, you know, and where I've got to. And I've evolved that uh, with this dietitian to, you know, where we're at now. It's, you know, I look at it as my insurance policy that I'm giving my body everything it needs to function the way it was designed to function, to support optimally immune system and all the bodily functions. Still have to eat, still need protein, carbohydrates, fats, et cetera, but from a phytonutrient standpoint and the stuff the body needs, you know, inclusive of, you know, it has all the plant digestive enzymes, uh, 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 probiotics, essential fatty acids, like you referred to, DHA, EPA, all of, the, all of the stuff the body needs for everything from good eyesight. I'm 77, have 20-20 uh, vision. I have a full head of hair. And people keep talking to me about, well, you got great genes. Well, my, my dad, my brother, my grandfather on both sides were all bald. Yep. Uh, my mother has a genetically passed on eye problem. I'm the only one that doesn't wear even reading glasses uh my bias is uh i have stopped and reversed some of those processes and i was the sick one of the family i'm the one that had all the childhood diseases i'm the one that had all the allergies right and and my mother and dad both passed away in their early 70s yeah you know and my sister passed away my brothers had cancer and it looks like he's ready, one foot in the grave, and he's a year older than
1: I am. I was going to ask you because it's it's an interesting. So I, I came from farmers as well, so and my my family lived in Iowa. So uh-huh. I you know I, I I watched in the you know seventies the transition happen as far as farming was concerned, and I, I also I mean. Both my grandparents died of cancer, but you know they also were depression-era kids and started smoking when they were uh-huh. in their teen years. <laughs> hard, to, hard to say what everything was, but I, I, I can just tell you that the community of people that were around the farms had all sorts of issues, from eyesight issues to cancers. To one, it just seemed like one thing after another, which makes you have to wonder, like. Do if, if, you know, maybe it was good that your system was sensitive enough that it was not allowing you to, you know, engage any further with some of these things. And, and that you, I, I was, I was going to ask you, what was the genetic history of your family as far as their relationship to being exposed to the pesticides and glyphosate and
2: all those things? Well, I can tell you, my mother died of lung cancer and I can still remember we had an orchard. And she would go down there with this spray pump and was spraying up and. Oh, and, and you I, know, yes, just, I know. Just, she was breathing that stuff like it was, you know, pure oxygen, and yeah. uh, I I was there many times and you know breathe, breathe the same air, but that I'm convinced was what she dealt with yeah. in her. Yeah. She got. She was in her sixties when she first got lung cancer, and a kind of went into remission for a while, came back and nailed her in her early seventies.
1: Yeah. So how did, I'm just curious. It sounds like, how did you and the, and the RN decide to, or RD, registered dietitian, sorry, um, d- decide on which, which fruits, vegetables, um, plant nutrients you wanted to have in there. It sounds like you were you were kind of looking at it from a more kind of systemic point of view, right? You were trying to figure out what 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 are the things that are going to bolster the body the most.
2: That's correct. You know, candidly, uh, I mean, that's her area of expertise. Yeah, yeah. And she is uh, kind of like a walking encyclopedia of nutritional intervention. Yeah. And so you know, it's like. In every serving, we have the equivalent of a pound of broccoli, and how do we measure that by the amount of sulforaphane that we test? So we know to get that much sulforaphane, which is the android cancer compound in broccoli, mm-hmm. that that's you would have to eat that much broccoli, and and so you know it is basically taking a combination of all these different fruits and vegetables to get a a balance of all the nutrients that the body needs for, like I say, the immune system, for virtually every bodily function that is dependent upon all these different nutrients. We're the most overfed, undernourished country in the world, and the Western diseases prove it. You know, the heart disease, the diabetes, the other things that are associated with our diet and lifestyle. Yeah. So
1: was, was there anything you had to change lifestyle wise when, when, after, you know, that, that episode during your for, early forties where you're, you know, seemed to be getting hit by things like mono and, and, uh, all, all the, you know, chronic fatigue and those kinds of things.
2: Well, you know, uh, maybe I took a little simplistic view of it and what I've done historically, but, you know, my wife was the, the, the slow adopter in this process and, uh, uh, although she saw the transition and saw what happened to me, yeah, you would you would think that she would say, "Wow, what are you doing? You now are healthy. You're not dealing with you know the chronic fatigue. You're not doing yeah. this stuff." She, she uh, I, I will say today, she is on board. Yeah, but it was a slow process. Yeah,
1: messing with people's food is is, is challenging.
2: Yeah, and so <laughs> and and she would get upset that I wouldn't eat what she had fixed. So. Know. I would, um uh, uh, I didn't do everything that I would probably do if I were just, uh, you know, controlling it all myself, yeah. but I, I, I overall was very cognizant of what I ate. I tried to, you know, eat what I considered, you know, healthy diet, but, um, wasn't, I, I probably still ate too much sugar and so, you know, some other stuff that yeah. I just, but I, I kind of like said, oh, okay, I'm giving my body every day, all these nutrients through this, what I call complete essentials, what we, we developed that got me out of the chronic fatigue. right? And, and basically for the following 15 years, I never had as much as a cold. That had never happened in my life. Yeah. So I would became a hundred percent convinced that if it could do it for me, it could do it for anybody. And that became part of my mission to say, you know, I'm the one that had, you know, all these health issues and compromised health and and whatever. And if if it can change me to where I don't get sick and I am, you know, have stamina and can do all this stuff, it can do it for anybody. And that's why it it turned into a business. And, and, you know, and I've, uh, like I, I mentioned when I told this lady when I hired her, you know, throw away the checkbook, that has always been the foundation of what I do. It's not about margin. I do realize that no margin, no mission, but if margin yeah. is your mission, right. you're going to compromise. And that always. is yeah. kind of the standard, at least in the industry that I'm aware of. Yeah. And it's it's more um, about that than it is just saying, Uh, You know, and so what I do and what I've tried to do is say, I I just want the purest of the pure, the best of the best, the most efficacious. And, um, you know, it's going to look a lot different on a shelf. I don't sell a lot on, you know, retail because an example is I have for my vitamin C, it's an organic acerola cherry, which uh, by content is 25% whole food vitamin C. Mm Mm-hmm compared to uh, what 99.9% of vitamin C on the market is, which is a, uh, a synthetic chemical isolate produced in a chemical laboratory, right. almost all of it today in China. Um, that I can buy for $4 a kilo. Right. My organic acerola cherry, I buy at $116 a kilo. Now, uh, yeah. you do the math. If I put those <laughs> yeah, both on easy. a shelf and, and the consumer's looking, oh, vitamin C, vitamin C, uh, 29.95, 10.95, oh, not, not a... Burn. One yeah. is, in my estimation, and, and I can back it up with some studies, that uh, if you're taking vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid, which is what all you see on fortified foods, what yeah. you see in supplements... Uh, it's made from primarily genetically modified corn syrup uh, with hydrochloric acid, cooked um, on high heat, and you know it creates a mirror image, but uh, of the, the the real vitamin C. But the problem is you're dealing with an isolate. In right. nature, vitamin C does have ascorbic acid but it is the outer protective shell of the compound complex vitamin C because all vitamins in nature are a compound a complex they're right. not a single isolate right right and so and you, and, you you know, and
1: you might have 100 other bio you know phytonutrients that are part of that 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 work in co- in coordination with that ascorbic exactly. acid
2: yeah and, and how you know i've equated a lot like it's like a football team how do you just take uh you know, the quarterback and say, I don't need the rest of the team. <laughs> that's uh, exactly what it is. It's, uh, you're not going to go very far and you're yeah. going to get creamed. And that's what happens. Uh, but you know, there's university studies showing that, that taking vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid actually creates genotoxins that mutate the DNA and, and it also contributes to atherosclerosis. Yeah. So, um, Whereas taking it in a whole food form, your body knows exactly what to do with it, and uh you don't need to take anywhere near as much to get the benefit right There was a study in Cornell University where they identified how much vitamin C was in an apple and uh, and calculated to say there was a, the equivalent of five milligrams of vitamin C in an apple the equivalent equivalent it to equating it to you know you know ascorbic acid mm mm-hmm. But when they did the test on the humans in terms of the antioxidant effect of that apple after consumption, it was the equivalent of fifteen hundred milligrams. Had they taken, you know, um, quote the the ascorbic acid yeah. if they were calling it, uh, but but that's the difference. And and they don't have any idea what's in that apple that. that that actually makes the vitamin C uh, effectiveness, um, you know, fifteen hundred milligrams versus five.
1: Yeah, and it, and it strikes me that thinking about the the you know conventional farming now versus regenerative farming, and yeah. the the you know, and and also the American diet, we're such a volume based you know culture. And whereas if you eat a plate full of uh, of, of, a small plate, you know, like our our plates didn't used to be these giant, you know, (laughs) bigger than the size of your head plates. Right. They used to be fairly small. And part, part of it was most of what we put on that plate was was nutrient rich. And, you know, 1950s or, you know, 40s and 50s comes along and suddenly it's like everything's been processed and, and almost made bigger looking. <laughs> and, and it looks, it, it seems like it should fill you up, but basically it's processed carbohydrate that never really hits that, that you know, satiating, you know, place in our, in our brain. And suddenly we just continue to consume and consume and consume.
2: You know, you, you sound just like me. I always say that. <laughs> I said, you know, we when we're eating our normal diet, it's an uh, American diet, our body's basically saying, nice try, keep it coming. I got nothing out of it. And so yeah. we don't get satiety. We, we just basically are we're not nourishing our body on a cellular level. And so we just keep eating, you know, because our body demands it and, yeah. and still not getting it. Yeah, but when you nourish it on a cellular level, you create satiety. You're not constantly hungry, and your and your body feels it. We were created with an eight-cylinder engine. We're operating on four and have fact, no idea that yeah. we have eight because we're giving up four-cylinder fuel.
1: Yeah, yeah. So with your, um, you know, your, your changeover to with with your diet and and considering your your type A personality, have you had to make any changes as far as, you know. Making sure that the the engine doesn't get depleted and managing, you know, what might have been stressors, or was was that any was that anything you had to make changes in for yourself?
2: Uh, well, I think overall, the more that you, uh, the better you feel. Yeah. The more focused you are on on making changes, whatever they are, you know, exercising, you feel better, you want to exercise, you do right, things. Right. You're energized. Uh, and, you know, you, so I become more cognizant of all the factors that contribute to feeling good. I always say, you know, it feels good to feel good. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people my age and in their late 70s, early 80s, they're just kind of drag and tail. You know, I get up in the morning. This morning I went on a bike ride up the mountain, you know, and I've, uh, in most cases I can now bike guys half my age or yep. a third my age. I play racquetball with guys in their twenties. I can beat a healthy share of them and, and part of my strength is I'm I'm still very quick. I get to the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, um I play guys that are much better in terms of the racket control, but they don't move very fast. Yeah. And so I become, you know, like I say uh, I I've adjusted. I'm sure on a little bit of my lifestyle to try and um, make sure I get you know plenty of sleep. Yep, um, uh, yep. Eat. I'm more cognizant about the diet I do. Sometimes I get a little lax and say you know you know I can cheat because I I give my body this nutrient every day. But yeah.
1: But it catches that but once in overall, a while. I I yeah. think
2: I would have to agree. I do you know I'm more cognizant and I I. I put more focus on feeling good and functioning optimally, especially at my age.
1: Yeah, and I I try to when when I'm working with people, I I just went in and did a little a talk with a with a clinic uh, with some health professionals who were you know basically it was a they they had asked me to come in there kind of help them get organized about you know health and well-being practices. And one of the things I always do with them is is talk to them about about energy, and really think about. It's really that that we want to be thinking about. How are we, you know, how are we filling that part up? And a lot of it has to, you know, has to come from nutrition, you know, to start. What, what, what else? What other base does, does that energy come from? Right. You know, initially for for the body to give us the energy to do the other things that can also, you know, help us, like you know, exercising or having great relationships with people or you know, having a creative endeavor or whatever. Those those things all require us. To basically, you know, be fed at a certain level first, and and sleep obviously is is huge. I mean, there's a this one of the things I talk about a lot on this podcast is we, there's a lot of recovery processes that go on, you know, while we sleep, but they can also go on in other practices like meditation or prayer or things right. where we actually kind of you know settle back, settle down into ourselves and get rid of some of that other energy that tends to kind of that we carry around. But, but it seems like somehow you've figured out a good balance of, of of those for yourself at this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of the things I believe I, I've always had to some degree, but probably as time gone on, even broadened that is balance in my life. I mean, I, you know, I still work full time, but I get plenty of time for exercise, play, uh, I am, yeah, play is crucial. You know, and I'm, you know, very much uh, uh, a person of faith and spend quality time and service and doing things, you know, that I feel I should be doing for right. others. Right, some sense
1: of purpose is also a huge, you right. know, it f- fills us up too.
2: I think that all helps in the overall uh, well-being, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Right, exactly. And it's hard to... It's hard to really focus on those other areas if you don't feel good physically. That's just it. And so I think that they all go hand in glove. The better you f- feel physically, the more I think you can put focus and energy in those areas that that give you balance.
1: Yeah. So so before we before I let you go, I want I want to learn a little bit more about um enzymes and and probiotics. And I know that's been a big focus of of the products that you're developing. And I think it seems like you've talked about this being a big part of your healing process too, as far as what what went on with your body.
2: Sure. Well, you know, uh, actually, every function in your body from blinking to thinking require enzymes. Mm -hmm. And we are born uh with kind of a almost a uh, set amount of uh ability to produce enzymes metabolic enzymes etc the problem is all foods have enzymes that are designed to break them down when we eat them in the uh, all foods that are raw yeah uh, including meat or plants they all have enzymes uh, uh, the variety, the, the protease, the lipase, the, the multi, all of them that break down proteins, fats, carbohydrates, etc. So our yeah. body can absorb and utilize them because probably 90% of what we eat is either cooked or processed in some form or fashion, very little raw. We are depleting this resource we have to produce enzymes to divert to uh, breaking down and trying to get nutrients out of the food that, by the time we A, 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 get older, then we start de- experiencing all these digestive issues, uh, whether it be uh, food allergies, whether it be uh, irritable bowel syndrome, GERD, uh, you know, acid yeah. reflux—you yeah. name it. All of those things are because um, the the lack of enzymes, and and also it has a, a tendency when we're eating cooked or processed food, it's now forcing our body to use metabolic enzymes to break those down. So it's now working on that, and we are, are it, it does suppress our immune system, so we're more susceptible you know, to, if we're exposed to a virus or bacteria to get that versus if we were eating raw, you know, foods that uh, were full of enzymes and they were breaking all that down, then we are not as susceptible. So anyway, that becomes, um, you know, key in what I believe is uh, important uh, to make sure that we are, if it's not in our foods to get it in a supplement form that are plant digestive enzymes that will we take with our foods to break it down. Uh, it helps in inflammation, it helps in digestion. Uh, the, the enzymes that we produce also have enzymes that break down the hard to break down proteins like gluten or uh, la- uh, dairy proteins so that you don't get the same type of, of normal reaction you would if you were gluten sensitive, et cetera. So yeah. And, and those do, are, do, the,
1: do those enzymes come from um, the, the the quality soil? Like whether yeah. we're talking about animals or, yeah. or, or plant-based, right, is, is that where they all, come?
2: They are all plant enzymes yeah. um, that are basically uh replicated through a fermentation process but they are live they are enzymes that that are uh as you would get them out of plants to break down if you get you know you got bromelain out of pineapple or papain out of uh, papaya you know those those are known enzymes but you know um all plants have this um Array of plant digestive enzymes to, to help break down whatever is in that plant. I'm, I'm just wondering so if
1: if if these this, this some of these conventional growing methods with you, the use of pesticides, does that deplete the soil? That then that then makes those enzymes less you know less available in the in the plants as well. Is that kind of how that works?
2: I, I'm absolutely sure that's a fact. You know, because it's going to affect overall the. The nutritional integrity of the plant uh, and, uh, and would affect even its uh, enzymes because enzymes are susceptible. You heat any food to 118 degrees, you're going to kill the enzymes that are gotcha. there. And I'll, I'll tell you this that of all the products that I have, uh, and including us, my flagship product I call Complete Essentials, that is the one that has all the fruits, the vegetables uh, that were in this powder form it also has uh all the plant digestive enzymes in there to help but one of the main uh, feedbacks i get is what you referred to is energy people Mm -hmm. say you know i i I feel energy you know and uh what what it is is i did an experiment one time where uh, i went on i pricked my blood this is early on when i was still struggling put it under a microscope and you could see the the red blood cells had a tendency of of clumping together hmm. and and they were just kind of sluggishly moving through uh, and that's because of you know the toxins and the stuff that are in your blood and that's the way it does. I took uh, two of these capsules of plant digestive enzymes and took my blood 20 minutes later and all those clumping of enzymes, of uh, blood, red blood cells, all broken up and all free flowing, and it, mm. basically they are delivering oxygen in your body. And when that right. oxygen is being delivered much more efficiently, it is an energy burst. You right. feel it. You experience it. Yeah. That that's another reason. And it's also an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Because one word. When, we're, when uh, this is this is the conversation that tends to come up a lot on here, but also. I I noticed this was kind of the the question uh, with with the people I was working at at this clinic is, we get down to talking about what, well what is health what is that what does that even look like in the first place, you know and I and I think what we're you know what you just described even just thinking about. The, I mean, I, I always kind of get down into the, into the weeds of the cellular process because uh, you uh-huh. have to kind of know a little bit about, what that, about how, how do you get you know, these kind of nutrients, oxygen and things into the system. And a lot of it has to come from, from a nutrient of some sort. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. So, so where, where, do your, where do your products sell? Do you have, uh, obviously you probably have an online uh, place and we'll, we'll put links for that on here, but are there stores that carry your products?
2: Uh, not really, okay. uh, and it's primarily because of what I was telling you. You can't tell my story on a shelf, uh, <laughs> and I'm competing against the pharmaceutical industry. That uh, you know, and I'll give you just a quick example. If and I'll challenge any of your listeners to go to whatever they're taking or uh, or in the foods, the cold cereals, the product, uh, the the breads, the juices, whatever. And just look at a couple of things. The one, I will say, look at B6, because it'll be added into everything. Mm-hmm. And, and in parentheses, almost without exception, it'll say pyridoxine hydrochloride. Yeah. Well, what plant is that? Well, it is petroleum esters blended with hydrochloric acid and processed with formaldehyde. Now, and then you look at B12, almost without exception, it will say cyanocobalamin in parentheses, meaning this is the source it comes from. Well, what is that? Well, it is, cyano is cyanide. How does a dead carcinogenic toxic chemical benefit a live organism like the body? (laughs) I I struggle to wrap my head around it. But these are the chemical processes that the pharmaceutical industry uses. And then my bias is with their cronies in Washington and money behind it. They're able to call these things vitamins.
1: Right, I think it goes but, back to the whole RDA. This this whole concept of this recommended daily allowance, which was which really came from that whole depression era. It was, you know, people are not getting enough nutrition, and so we'll we'll create what appears to be enough nutrition in the food. But like you're saying, we we start finding all these, you know, and it's probably, you know, over the last 70 years, it's probably sort of more and more been broken down into these parts that are no longer pro- probably more dangerous than they are helpful.
2: Well, there's no question about it. I have a a slide where I show the number one selling in one of the major block stores of vitamin supplement. I have one of the top uh, network marketing companies of expensive show. I have that one, I have the number one selling prenatal vitamin, then I I have Cocoa Krispies and Diet Coke Plus, and I, I highlight the nutritional panel on each one of them and say, are they the same or are they different? Because they are exactly the same, they're right. produced in the same laboratories. I said, if you're going to put that form of a, a B6 or B12 in your body, get it from the cold cereal, get it from Coke Krispies. Why pay $120 for this network marketing company? It's exactly the same thing. Or the one from GNC that has uh, uh, called Mega Men that has uh, 5,000 RDA of that. It's just yeah. that much more toxic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you kind of going through all this with me. I, I, I started seeing a little bit about what you were doing, and I just want to get the most quality, you know, supplement that I can. And, and a lot of it for me, I'm still doing a lot of physical work and in my, in my, do a lot of manual therapy work. So my, my day is sometimes I'm treating people, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day when I, when I wow. have busy days. So I need to have a certain amount of you know, energy for those kinds of things. So supplements uh, of, of sorts for me are, are huge, but, but I am, I'm very, very picky about what I'm gonna put in my body too.
2: No, i I agree. Like I say, I know all of them out there, and you know the reason I developed it because what we have did not exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've seen them all that that are the quote whole food vitamins, and a lot of the vitamins, if you look at them in parentheses, they were they're done through a a uh, fermentation process. but you're missing all of the other cofactors. Uh, that would normally come in a whole food. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's better than than the normal synthetic, but I don't necessarily believe you're getting what you think you're getting out of a lot of these that uh, are those bases. Well,
1: I, I appreciate you t- sharing your story and and your knowledge, and uh, we'll we'll make sure that people know about this product.
2: Okay, well, it was great talking to yeah, you. I li- appreciate it, Jeremy. Likewise,
1: Frank. Frank Davis, folks. One of the things that drew me into Frank's story is that he had an ability to recover his health after 40 plus years of being in ill health and find new ways to thrive. Having recovered from a health challenge myself and moving on to help thousands of people in my practice over the past 25 years, I think these stories are important to hear. While supplements are only part of the recovery process, they can be an important part of rebuilding and they need to be high quality whole food supplements to be effective. Frank is giving listeners of the show 15% off all his products using Highway 15 as the code so that you can try them for yourself if if you're interested and see if they make a difference in your energy and overall wellness this winter. For the quality, I think they're a very reasonably priced product. Let me know what you thought of this topic in conversation. You can reach out to me anytime at Jeremy at highway2.health. Thanks for listening and for all that you do. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and take care of your planet. Be well, my friends.
0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.